Welcome to the Double X Podcast. This is Ainsley. And Monacy. And you're listening to the podcast where we talk about all the girl stuff no one talks about. Everything from confidence to periods. From business to social justice. Girls, this is the place for you. Welcome back. This week we are doing a Women's History Month episode and we are going to be talking about the importance of having women in power and women embracing that power and just the importance of female role models in general and some of our female role models and experiences that we've had. Yeah, totally. I think with Women's History Month this month, which is so exciting and even Women's History and even International Women's Day, which was on March 8th, it was, it's just been a really exciting month. Seeing all of these women share their stories and experiences and having the chance to celebrate the women in our lives that has been catalysts to our growth. And so I think it's really important for us to do this episode because it's definitely a personal one. This year, Women's History Month was a lot better than last year because for starters, it was not in the shortest month of the year. So we got some equality there. And it's just been really inspiring and exciting just to see all the women doing important things and seeing women even in the White House now, Kamala Harris. It's just very exciting to see that women are finally getting the representation that we've deserved for a while. Yeah, I think the reason that this month has been just so powerful is because we're celebrating female equity and female power and the importance of women having power because For so many years, society has told us that women aren't the ones in power. You know, women are supposed to be housewives and we're second degree citizens. We're just there. We're just show pieces. And I think over the last decade, we've made so much progress. And even in the last several decades, I mean, March 8th, 1911 was the first year that a Russian woman could vote. And even since then, you know, post-World War II, when women started transitioning into the workforce and that became a norm and we began to see women being represented in all aspects of society. I think society has catapulted so much, so much in the last several decades and it's been crazy to honor that but also crazy to see how fast that women are gaining power but also how slow and how dangerous and how difficult the process has been but Every year we get a month to celebrate that and honor that. And I think this year has just been so powerful celebrating that and celebrating the voices of all the women and all the power that we gained, but also all the work we still have to do. While we have made a lot of progress, we still have to acknowledge that there is much to go. We are not finished yet. We still, our voices still need to be heard all around the world and we are still working on it, but it's nice to celebrate and looking back how much progress we've already made and just at the future to come. It's so empowering to look and see someone like you being represented at the cornerstone of American society. And that's just the most powerful thing ever. And the fact that we're starting to acknowledge women's power because I think women are often seen, women are seen as weak and we're seen as powerless in so many cases just because we might not be as tall or as physically strong or as dominant in society as men does not mean we have the internal power because women have so much internal power. And I think it's so important for us to recognize that. I mean, we can do everything from being in the White House to being world-class scientists to being 
advocates for social justice to even just growing humans inside of our bodies, the number of things that women can and have accomplished is, an, is crazy. Yes, and we've been doing this for so long, and it's so nice to finally be getting the recognition that we've deserved for so long. And it's also nice to start seeing that inclusivity, as you mentioned, just not having a bunch of old white men making decisions for us and just seeing a woman in the White House and just even women in general, a lot of female CEOs and et cetera. <laughs> There's just women everywhere. And it's nice to not be so limited anymore to being a housewife. We actually have options and we can do what we want and we can get respect for that. Yeah, especially for me being a girl of color and seeing a lot more women of color being represented in a lot of aspects of society from CEOs to athletes to congresswomen to being the vice president of the United States. It's so inspiring because it pushes me every single day to want to be like those women and to look up to those women and feel like I have a chance and feel like I have a voice and feel like I have a shot at being something more than just an Indian girl that lives in California like I can be so much more and that's such an empowering idea to me and so many other people I've talked to and seen especially at this age it's so empowering to have women that we can look up to and women we can admire yes speaking of those we should dive right into our role models Um, honestly would you like to start us off Yes, I would love to. I would love to start with one of my role models that has been one of my role models for several years now. Malala is one of my biggest role models. I read I Am Malala, I think it was four or five years ago. And that's a story that really has stuck with me ever since because I do a lot of work with social justice and advocacy. And you have to note that me and Ainsley do live um, in California, which is a diverse area, but where we live, it's very not diverse. Our school is 80% white. So I have grown up in a largely white environment for almost half of my life, which is crazy to think about. And having voices like Malala there to inspire me to speak up about the issues I see in my community Um, in my state, in my country, has been so empowering. I think one of the most important quotes that has stuck with me throughout the years is Malala's quote, where she says, when the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. And I want to be that voice for my community. And I want to be one of those voices in my community, because there aren't a lot of voices in my community. And there aren't a lot of voices in places where I choose to speak up. But that's more the reason you should speak up because that amplifies your voice so much more. And one person and one voice can quite literally change the world because it is is a catalyst to more people joining you. And I think that's something I didn't really realize when I was younger. And as I've been able to think about that and reflect on that over the last several years, I've been able to implement those changes to my life. And even in situations where I want to hide back and not say anything because it might not be the right thing to do so, I have been able to speak up and say my opinion and say what's right, because I wanna inspire others to also speak up and I wanna be the starting. Our voices are so important and I feel like it often gets looked over or people get too scared to do it, but 
we aren't going to see any change if we don't speak up. It's just not going to happen. And chances are, if you're thinking it, someone else is. So it's just getting out of that comfort zone and speaking out is very important. And you want to see that representation of women. I mean, even just in the House of Representatives, we don't want a bunch of old white men making our decisions for us Mm -hmm. about our bodies. We should be able to have those options. Yeah, actually, that leads me into another one of my role models, who is AOC. And I know this is one of Ainsley's role models as well. We share our passion for how much we admire her and how much we've learned from her because it's crazy. She used to be a waitress at a bar and now she's one of the most followed and admired leaders in our country because of her confidence and her her determination and the fact that she represents so many different demographics in our country because we don't want old white men running our country and the fact that she's able to get out there and speak with the poise and speak with the voice for so many minority groups whether it be women people of color you know and she comes with the sense of determination And just a level of confidence I think all of us want and all of us admire and all of us are trying to build. I admire her confidence immensely. I remember a few days ago, I started watching one of her speeches and I literally like went on a binge and I just watched a ton of videos of just her speaking and of of her determination and the way she presents herself and the point she makes because everything she says is so representative of all people she's not making the decisions on behalf of one demographic she's not making decisions on behalf of a white majority she's making decisions and she's arguing against things that affect all of us and things that we can all relate to i think that's so powerful yeah she's very passionate as she should be there are just so many speeches that she has so many topics that she's talked about where you can just hear that passion in her voice. And yes, while she may be angry or she may be disappointed, she presents herself in a way where she manages her emotions very well. She controls herself so that you get that passion, but she gets the point across. Yeah, and the fact that she argues about things we often repress as a society and fail to acknowledge, whether it be environmental dangers, immigration, LGBTQ inequality, poverty, and so many different social justice issues and ties that in with her work. It's really something that should be noted because you, it's really just so inspiring because it, it, it tells me that I can do the same. I have the power to affect my community and I have the power to speak out about those things. I have the power to be heard and listened. And it makes me want to speak up against those things too. And while she is strong, she's also very relatable. She works very efficiently. She works very well. She knows what she's doing and she gets her points across. She also shows a personal aspect of her life through social media. And it just adds a level of relatability to her where you realize she's a person too. Like Mm -hmm. she's fighting for our rights and she has been through what we've been through. Yeah, definitely. Who are some of your role models, Ainsley? Some of my role models definitely include Victoria Garrick. She was a D1 volleyball player and she's very prevalent on social media. 
today. She has a podcast called Real Pod, and she just is very voiced about body positivity. She's kind of the voice of female athletes because I know a lot of female athletes are definitely very we get very shamed for our bodies because we may have bigger shoulders than most girls or we might have abs or we eat more than a normal girl would and just seeing that that's okay and that you're beautiful no matter what is just very powerful and it's very nice to see yeah I mean just her content is so relatable and so applicable to so many girls I don't play a competitive sport like Ainsley does but even just being someone who has done that in the past and has had I have faced a lot of the struggles she talks about a lot of her content has helped me personally because she is one of those people that speaks up about things like eating disorders and body image because people don't speak up about that you know as girls we try to hide that and we try to hide things like that because we don't want to address them and we don't want to be seen as weak but she brings to light exactly and then that brings me right into my second role model who is ashley johnson and she is a black water polo player she is so strong and so fierce and she absolutely annihilates the competition every time and i honestly love her because being a woman in general and especially with female athletes we are put on display a lot we are seen as objects instead of people and like even me personally like I'm a high school water polo player and I can't even go to a single game without someone commenting on my body and it's just this sense of I'm more than just a body I'm a person too you can't just assume things based on how I look and you can't objectify me like that and she really speaks out on that and I love that and it's just another voice for the people and it's just very relatable yeah absolutely I think so many athletes do look up to her and Victoria Garrick and many others because of the fact they're so open and the fact that they're willing to address issues that target themselves and put them in a vulnerable position because to make change in the world you have to be uncomfortable and you have to be in that vulnerable position because that's the only way things can get better, as hard as it might be. Exactly. So this kind of brings us into our personal connections and women that we've grown up with and our personal experiences with them and how they've influenced our lives. So why don't you get that started and talk about one of the more important women in your life? Yeah, I think it's so important to address the women that are already in our life because while we do look up to the women we just talked about on a daily basis, it's also important to acknowledge the people in your life that empower you and have a very direct impact on you because that's what helps you grow from day to day. You can learn from looking at people, but you know it's the support you have from your family or your friends or your mentors that affects you personally and really changes the course of your life. And especially as girls, I think that it's really powerful to have a woman in your life, whether it be your mom or your teacher or a family friend or a mentor. And maybe you don't even realize it until they're not in your life anymore. It's so important to recognize those women. I think one of those women for me, which I hadn't really recognized until a few years ago, was actually my kindergarten teacher because I grew up in a 
very Asian dominated community and I got made fun of a lot. I had friends, but people were very mean to me and I was a really quiet kid. I had maybe like one or two people I would talk to, but other than that, I like wouldn't talk to anyone. I always had my nose in a book or I was always doing something artistic. And and in kindergarten, I actually really struggled with that because I didn't have very many friends and I was always just reading all the time and I didn't want to talk to anyone. And all I really did was want to paint or read. And we had this station called the art cart and it was like this art station. And I love this station. You have to like, get picked to be at the art cart and get to paint on Fridays. And she had all these really pretty papers and paints there. And I was so in love with them that I would take some of like the scraps of paper and put them in my bag so I could like keep them at home. And I would like sneak them into my bag. And every single Friday, she would see me sneaking these supplies and like paints and papers into my bag. And she never said anything because I think she understood that this was kind of like my coping mechanism. And I didn't really fit in as much. And that was the way I expressed myself. And she was willing to foster that. And she didn't confront me, even though I'm sure she wanted to, because I was like taking her art supplies. But she always acted with such kindness towards me. And I always read a lot. And she gifted me books, actually. She was the one of the only teachers that has ever given me books. But she would give me books every single month, every single holiday. She'd give me a book for St. Patrick's Day and then one for like spring break and you know, a couple to read over the summer and she'd always sign them and leave like a handwritten note. And that was one of the kindest things anyone could have done for me because the fact that she didn't call me out for being different or stealing her supplies or just acting with malice towards me, the fact that she fostered that creativity I had was something I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Okay. It's going to sound like I'm copying you, but my role model is going to be my kindergarten teacher in kindergarten. I didn't fit in very well. I was just very different. I wore red boots to class every day. (laughs) I was just an introvert. I didn't really like talking to people. And I remember there was this kid who sat next to me and he would literally put me in headlocks. Like he was so mean. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I got bullied pretty bad. And (laughs) My garden teacher was literally so sweet and she would always give me books and art and she was just so kind and she recognized my coping mechanisms like you said and she was just there to help me through everything and she was genuinely the nicest person I've ever met and she like your teacher also signed my books. That's so sweet and yeah I think I think we don't recognize how much people especially in our younger years change the course of our life because because none of my other teachers were very supportive I my first grade teacher was actually like so mean because I was in like a accelerated class and my parents were even scared because I'd come home crying every single day and it was just such an awful experience but I had the support of my kindergarten teacher and I would go back to her and visit her all the time and just such a great woman. And, you know, I, I think even the little things that she did, you know, like writing a note on my books or just saying, hi, Monesty, you know, whenever she saw me, really impacted me. And it's the small things that really change you. And, you know, she's one of the many women in my life that has taught me so much and impacted me so much. But she's one that I remember. Yeah, it really is the small things. I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I went to like three to four different elementary schools (laughs) and I remember 
when I was moving to California, I lived in South Carolina at the time. My kindergarten teacher wrote in a book, she like wrote a little note to me that I'm a strong girl and that I can get through anything and that I'm going to do great wherever I am. And that just really inspired me. Even nowadays when I feel like I can't do anything, I'll just like think back to her and the other people who have told me that I can get through and stuff like this. I feel like going off of that point, I think I, I often don't recognize how grateful I am for a lot of my teachers because I think this, this was a quote by Malala where she says, one child, one teacher, one book. One pen can change the world, and she is absolutely right, because I've learned so much from my education, and I take that for granted so often, but my teachers have really shaped the course of my life. It is my teachers that have fostered the love for the things I like doing. I mean, my choir teacher in middle school was one of the kindest people I've ever met. She, I've seen her quite a bit because of events, all state events, regional events, but even though, you know, she isn't my teacher anymore. She has moved to another school, teaching at another school. But she is also one of those people that, you know, whether it wasn't, even if it wasn't like an academic class or anything, she took the time to make a personal connection with me. And she saw how much I really loved music. And she was willing to help me so much. I remember I'd go to her classroom before school, after school, and I'd just go and talk to her. And she would give me advice, give me advice and help me, even though she might have had a meeting and she would reschedule things and she'd just genuinely talk to me. And I remember running into her in freshman year because she moved quite a ways away and I saw her at an all-state event. And I remember she saw me there and her face just lit up and she gave me such a big hug. And that was like one of those moments where and she was like, I'm so proud of you, you know, this is a really big accomplishment. And it's so great to see you here. I'm so grateful that you've gotten here and you know you are so strong and that you've kept going and you've kept pushing through. She's just one of those people and all the teachers in my life have just made such a big impact on me because you know, I don't I don't think we recognize the fact that you spend like the majority of your time in the, like with your teachers, you know, you're at school 5 days a week and you know, you're you're always with your teachers more so in like elementary school. But you do spend a lot of time with your teachers and your teachers do get to know you and they have really big influence on you because you spend a lot of time with them. Teachers teach you a lot more than you realize at the moment. You may be thinking, oh, we're just learning dates and facts or whatever, but I've actually learned a lot of life life lessons from my teachers. I mean, literally sixth grade English, we learned email <laughs> etiquette. I didn't think it would be that important, but I have genuinely used the template she gave us even today. And that was... That was such an influential lesson. Meanings actually wrote to her the other day and we thanked her for that lesson because both of us use email etiquette and the lessons she taught us so much now. And I mean, I don't think I would have half of the opportunities I have now if I never learned email etiquette from her. And then I remember also my seventh grade STEM teacher, she really was just empowering. There were only three girls in the class and she was just very empowering to us. And it was really helpful to know like that she was there for us and we could do what we wanted. And even though it was a very male dominated field, we could go into it and be confident in our skills and expertise. So I'm really grateful for her for that. And then the last mentor that I can think of 
is probably my middle school youth group leader for church. She was just always really nice. It was really nice to talk to her about life, even if it wasn't necessarily very like religious or anything. She was just so down to talk to you about anything. She was just a very safe place a very safe person to talk to. It was just an environment where you felt like you could talk about anything and it would be okay. Yeah, so I think something that we can take away from this is just recognizing the importance of role models and people and society that you look up to, but also the women in your life and your teachers in particular, because they're such a, they're such a great resource in all honesty and they do so much for you whether we recognize it or not. Exactly. So our action items for this week are going to be to thank three women who are prevalent in your life and just thank them for everything that they've given you, any knowledge that they've given you, whatever it may be. Just give your gratitude to them because they honestly have probably helped you more than you realize. Yeah. Whether that be through a letter or you just give them a quick call or you pay them a visit or something safely, of course, take the time to sincerely thank them. And I'm sure it'll make you feel just as good as it makes them feel. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. See you guys next week. Take care.